Hi, this is Amy Thompson, and I'm the Dean of Enrollment at Loomis Chafee, and welcome to the Genuine Admissions Podcast. Today, we have a special episode where we're going to be speaking with three current Loomis Chafee parents um, who are from the local area and have experienced Loomis Chafee from the perspective of a day family through the last few years, and we're very excited to have them here with us. And so I just want to say, first of all, thank you and welcome. So uh, today with us, we have Betsy, we have Carlos, and we have Sharon. And I'm going to ask each of them to go around and talk a little bit about uh, themselves, introduce themselves, their, and a little bit about their children, uh, and then maybe talk a little bit about their search for an independent school for their children. And we'll start there, and then we'll see where the conversation takes us. Okay, so um, Carlos, would you like to, would you like to yeah, start us off? Sure, so my name's Carlos Fahed. I'm uh, the father of Ignacio, who's a freshman, and uh, Sara, who will be an aspiring pelican someday. Uh, she's a seventh grader. Uh, we live in uh, Glastonbury. Um, my wife and I are both Colombian, so um, we, we, for, for us, I think a big part of the adjustment was getting used to uh, the concept of whether we wanted uh, public school throughout or whether we really wanted to go the private school route. Um, so when we started facing that decision, really uh, back in uh, fifth grade, it was really easy because we were drawn uh, to some of the independent uh, day schools in the area. Uh, when Ignacio uh, approached his eighth grade, it was he who brought up that he wanted to look for other alternatives. So he very much owned the process from soup to nuts. Uh, he was the one telling us, okay, I have to prepare for SSATs. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that made the process very easy because we really kind of could rely on the fact that he was interested. Mm -hmm. uh, and it made some of the discussions that were very difficult, particularly in the fall term, mm -hmm. much easier because mm -hmm. we kind of relied back on the fact that, you know, this is the challenge that you were looking for. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, he was very much in the driver's seat, uh, which made stuff much easier. And when we approached it, it was, uh, and, and as we looked for, for alternatives, uh, we really had a logistical consideration in mind, which was, okay, we can't uh, be doing this if the drive is too, too long, sure, which sure. narrowed uh, the, the, the set of options. Uh, and then it, it was all about where, where will the fit be the best? Mm -hmm. uh, and so our guiding him through the process was really around, okay, where do you think you'll, you'll be happiest? Mm -hmm. uh, but having him in the driver's seat, I think, made, made life easier. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that the, even that, that concept of just, the logistics are important. And, and I think that that's something that I know that we often get questions about yeah. with, especially families whose children have been accepted to the school. A lot of the questions surround things like, what do you do on snow days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how late do students stay? And I'd like yes. to get into some of that in a, in a little bit. That would be great. Sharon, you want to talk a little bit about you? Yes. you were, we were talking a little bit about this before we started, and, and your dream for independent school for your children is, is for you know a long time. Oh, yes, yeah. it has been. So um, contrary to what Carlos said, I think starting out it was my dream initially because even before I had kids, I've known people who had gone to boarding schools or private school, and they just there was something different and unique. They tend to be more mature. Mm -hmm. They seemed like they were more prepared for post-secondary education. And so I always thought that if when I have kids, I would love to have my kids experience that. And so with Loomis being in our backyard, we're right here from Windsor, um, and I forgot to say, my name is Sharon Plum, I should have said that, and mm -hmm. my son Corey is a soft, current sophomore. 
And so when we were looking, it was easy because Loomis is right here in our backyard and we actually took trips from he was a very young age. But at that point, he didn't know any different. Mm -hmm. But as he got older, he, he bought into the idea, meaning I think it was around sixth grade, that he really wanted to go to a private school. Mm -hmm. And just being and looking at Loomis, it just seems like it would be a dream, dream come true. So um, we pursued it together, but then after that, similar to Carlos at that point, he decided that he wanted to look into the ways to get here. So in preparation for the SSAT, wanted to make sure that he, the essays, the interviews, and we took advantage of the math circles and other programs that were here. So to be honest with you, we really kind of had Loomis as a dream school. Mm -hmm. We looked at others, but this was where I know Corey's heart was from the I could say sixth grade. Mm -hmm. And one of the things you were talking about in regards to that that I thought was really interesting was since you're an educator in the area, you were talking about having had some experience with Loomis Chafee students, oh. even when when Corey was much younger. Can you talk a little bit about oh, that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So again, we have the benefit of having when my kids were at Windsor Montessori right here in town or in the local parochial school in town, the Windsor Public the Loomis Chafee schools um, students would volunteer. And one of the things that I noticed about the students, they did it with just such grace and they were happy. You could see that they weren't forced to do it. There was something that they wanted to do. And currently this year, there was a group of students from a robotics club here that are working with a group of students. And my daughter is one of the students at the local parochial schools. And those students are so invested. Mm -hmm. They're caring, they're mature. And you could see that they have a desire to help. And I think that goes along with the Loomis philosophy, wanting to help and to give back to the community. And Loomis is so invested in the community. Yes, definitely. That whole best self and common good concept, they actually do live that out. And it's wonderful to hear from people who actually have seen it before their children are even here. Firsthand, and yeah. both some, both of my kids have experience working with Loomis students. Yeah, that's excellent. Thank you. And Betsy, I know your story is a little different in terms of how your children came to Loomis as day students. So, can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Um, hi, my name is Betsy Rabello, and um, we live in West Hartford. And both of my children, um, Anna, who is a junior at Loomis now, and Avery, who graduated from Loomis last May and is a freshman um, at Wake Forest. Um, my girls both started um, independent schools at kindergarten. And so we had been sort of in the private mm -hmm. school um, you know, world um, since they were little. But right around the high school years, we were relocating um, from um, to Connecticut. So when we, logistics were really important for us. Mm -hmm. We knew that we were going to be living in the West Hartford area. So we started looking with a very critical eye at all of the schools in the region. Mm -hmm. um, but, but logistics mattered. And mm -hmm. so we, you know, kept, we were looking at schools probably with, within an hour um, mm -hmm. drive. Mm -hmm. And so we really took a completely fresh look at mm -hmm. all the schools. Mm -hmm. um, we were fortunate our girls had gotten into all the schools they applied to. Mm -hmm. So it, for us, it was the revisit days. Mm -hmm. um, they made a tremendous difference. Um, you know, And we came on actually a very rainy, snowy, mm -hmm. sleety oh, um, We day. hate that in the um, admissions office. <laughs> but it was so interesting. And, and we mm. were revisiting several schools over a couple of days. And particularly for my oldest daughter, Avery, it was it was almost that wedding dress moment where we ran into her half of half of the way through the day mm -hmm. and she pulled me aside and she said, 
I love it. I'm absolutely coming here. And, um, you know, first of all, her, my husband and I were thrilled because we were a little worried what was going to happen if they were like, we're not going to any of these schools. Um, but, but, you know, it was just so neat. And I, I will say, and this would be advice to other parents, all these schools have great academics. All of these schools have great campuses. It was the people. It was absolutely the students who come here. It was the faculty. It was the environment here. It was the tone and essence on, on campus. And I will have to say from that initial, really first impression, it has not changed the entire time we've been here. Mm -hmm. It has been consistent. What we saw on that Pelican preview day yeah. it is, is what it was. You guys put on a very good show, mm -hmm. but I will have to say it was, it was an accurate reflection of the school, and we've had an amazing time that's with both great. of my daughters. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, I, that's one of the things that I feel as though as an admissions person, it's really important for us to try to reflect what the culture of the school actually is. And that can be hard, you know? It's a hard thing to, it's, it's intangible, right? You can't really, you can't explain it very easily. It's not a soundbite, <laughs> you know? It's the experience. And so, um, you know, you touched on that a little bit too, Carlos, in terms of the transition piece and, uh, for Ignacio. And I, I think one of the things that I'd be interested in hearing about as parents is just some of the things, okay, you know, the students have been, you've gone through the process, they've been accepted, they've decided to go, and then it's the what next, right? And so what then happens when they then transition and they come into the school and things that might have happened in their experience or your experience as parents that have either been um, maybe surprising or, you know, or unexpected or ways in which you've seen growth. Uh, and that's even in the, a short time, maybe for a ninth grader or a 10th grader, is there, are there things that you can think about? I, may I? I could definitely say that this year started out, sophomore year started out very rough for Corey. Mm -hmm. um, it, September, early September, he sustained an injury in yes. one knee. And then six weeks later, he had another injury. And I was worried, we were worried naturally what would happen. But I could tell you that I've seen such growth in him, the way he was able to advocate and reach out to his teachers. And that I, in a normal setting, I think as a parent, I would have been the one who would have done it. Mm -hmm. But instead, he sent those emails. He reached out to his advisors and everything, the athletic department, the, the health center, and coordinated everything. Mm -hmm. So I could say that in the short year and a half, because it seems very short, um, I've seen so much growth in this, this um, self-confidence, the self-advocacy skill, and definitely more self-reliant, mm -hmm. something that I really hadn't seen before. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that had to do with the individuals here that he has worked with, mm -hmm. the, um, the who has nurtured and mentored him to get to the point that he is right now. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. That that independence that you've seen grow oh, okay. is sounds like pretty significant, especially when you've dealt with a challenge oh, like that. And I have to tell you, just from our perspective, we were crushed when Corey got injured because he's one of our best tour guides. Oh, thank and you. Hobbling around, we he, was, he would come into the office and just have to stuff envelopes, and he was so sad. <laughs> that we were so sad, so we're happy that he's you know that he's back. Right. Thank you. <laughs> having my daughters, having been in another independent school that was just a day school and not a boarding school, mm -hmm. that is something that is unique, I think, to a boarding school environment. Maybe mm -hmm. because it's a little bit more like college, and not they're not helicopter parents everywhere. Right. The children become so reliant on 
going directly to the teacher with no parent interference, mm -hmm. going to the athletic department. And I, I absolutely have seen that growth in both of my daughters. I mean, they don't ever come and ask Jay and I for help with an English paper. Mm -hmm. They w they immediately go to the writing center. If anything, mm -hmm. they, they don't want our help with things. <laughs> right. And what I've loved is I've seen that translate to my daughter who's now in college. Mm -hmm. She is always doing office hours with her professors. Mm -hmm. She immediately went and got a job on campus. Um, you know, these were things we didn't ask her to do them, yeah. but she had a question on a schedule at the very beginning, and she just went straight into the dean's office. And I think Loomis creates this mm -hmm. environment where these kids are empowered starting freshman year mm -hmm. to advocate for themselves. Mm -hmm. And so many kids head off to college having come from schools where that's not part of the d DNA. Right, right. And they don't know how to do that. And many of Avery's friends have really struggled mm -hmm. um, at college because it, and they, they ask her what to do. And mm -hmm. she's like, but I think it's because she learned it here. Right. Right. She, she has those skills already. And I, I know from having worked in the college office at Loomis for many years um, that they, you know, I, I used to always joke about the fact that that the students come in and they can do it themselves. Right. Like, I mean, they don't need to have, you know, they, they certainly have a lot of support from the college counseling piece. But what I would say is people would joke with me and say, oh, my gosh, you know, the stereotype of the college admissions process, the parents are, you know, they're you know, very anxious and all this stuff. And, and I would say that that actually has not been my experience at Loomis because the students ha have it well in hand. Yeah. They're used to doing it for so many years before they even get to us um, and building all those skills yeah. over time. And, yeah. you know, one of the things that I think was unique to Loomis is the fact that all students are required to have a job on campus. Mm -hmm. And that and, and the idea behind that is because they need to give back and be part of this place. Right. I think that is one of the neatest things that Loomis does. Mm -hmm. I know not many other schools yeah. do that. And, you know, Avery immediately volunteered to be a tour guide when she got to mm -hmm. Wake Forest, not because it was a paid position, but because she wanted to give back to the, the campus. And yeah. again, I think that's part of the DNA here. Yeah. I know sometimes kids complain, but both of my girls have loved their student jobs the yeah. entire time they've been here. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. The community work program, that was something that our, our boarding parents were talking about as well. Yeah. So I would totally agree with the point around the sense of ownership of the, 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 the student's education. I think we came from a place where having seen him kind of own the process of admissions, we thought right. we were in pretty reasonable shape there. It's been surprising to see how much of uh, he's grown in the ability to self-advocate and really to feel that this whole educational experience is his and that he owns it. Mm -hmm. I think the epitome of that was the course selections for uh, the next year. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he took that process by himself, mm -hmm. essentially gave us the finished product and said, well, here's what I'm doing. Here's what that implies for my summer. And here's what mm -hmm. I'm going to be doing in the summer as a result, which mm -hmm. was pretty remarkable. So mm -hmm. I wholeheartedly agree with the points that have been made. I think the other thing that was surprising for us is we do Spanish at home. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, every once in a while, when we go back home, which is once or twice a year, it feels like it, it's the, dem the demonstration that we're not teaching our kids a dead tongue. They actually realize that Spanish is helpful in speaking with their cousins and so on and so forth. Spanish has actually gotten better here, even though he takes French. And that's ah. largely because of the boarding students. So he's established really cool relationships with a handful of kids who also come from Spanish-speaking mm -hmm. uh, homes. Mm -hmm. And they do Spanish at home, and they do Spanish here because this is home. Right. Uh, and so it's pre been pretty cool to see that that which makes him different 
in other settings here actually is not only fostered, but uh, really, really encouraged. So that's been a really positive surprise for us and, and one that we, we definitely were not expecting. Yeah, that's a very unanticipated side benefit, right, of, of being in a boarding school. So maybe we could talk a little bit more about that, just what it's like in terms of, you know, your child's experience and your experience of the fact that, you know, this is a school in which 30% of the students are day and 70% are boarding. And so we get that question all the time, really from the from the beginning is, you know, what is the experience like? And I talk about it because my children uh, go to school here as day students, but I also work here. So it's, it's a little different for them. They get rides in with me. Um, and so, you know, what in terms of how your children have navigated that and you've navigated that concept of, you know, that the majority of their life does take place here. Yeah. So I would say three things. One, when we actually have this conversation with Ignacio around what his uh, biggest surprise of the school experience has been, what he constantly refers back to is the fact that he, coming in, felt that being a day student was going to feel different than mm -hmm. being a boarding student. Mm -hmm. His surprise is that it doesn't feel different, that yes. he feels that everybody is a Loomis student, mm -hmm. uh, and that the, the caliber of the friendships that he has here are really solid just as solid as they were uh, back when uh, everybody was a day student mm -hmm. and that his friends are boarders or day students alike. And so so the fact that he highlights that as a positive surprise, uh, surprise to me is, is something important. Mm -hmm. I would say that from the logistical perspective, there uh, are some significant attributes that we didn't really appreciate uh, beforehand. And it, they revolve around the fact that so much of his life happens at school. Mm -hmm. uh, so when we were, uh, when, when he was attending a, uh, a day school where kids were from all over the place, mm -hmm. the logistics around getting him uh, out with his friends involved oh, sure. going to like five different towns. Right. Uh, and it wasn't easy. Mm -hmm. uh, it's way easier actually here mm -hmm. because everything is here. Mm -hmm. Soccer practice is here. Squash practice right. is here. Uh, band is here, right. and well, by the way, on the weekends, he wants to be here to, uh, to be around his friends. Right. So uh, we didn't really appreciate that the, there, there was going to be some logistical easing involved <laughs> with the fact that, that he was coming here. So that, I would say, is one, the second thing. And then the third thing is, uh, from a very logistical perspective, uh, I pick him up in the, in the evenings. Mm -hmm. He takes the Glastonbury bus in the mornings. Uh, we spend a lot more time than we did before uh, together in the car mm -hmm. driving back. And it's a yeah. fantastic, yep. you know, 35 minutes in which we talk about like how the day went mm -hmm. and uh, what's going on in sports. And, mm -hmm. and, and I, I think it's actually helped our relationship uh, in a way that I was not expecting. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, granted, it's time that he's not spending home. And so my wife is a little bit envious of that. Mm -hmm. So we tried for a while calling her in on mm -hmm. the drive so that she would actually hear the same thing yeah. that sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. Uh, so logistically, what I would say is I've actually been the beneficiary of spending more time with him just on the drive back, which has been a positive surprise too. Definitely. I, you know, I, um, uh, my oldest daughter um, is in college, but my second one is a senior this year at Loomis, and she has her license, and I don't want her to drive to school because <laughs> I want to be able to get the the rundown, you know, from how the day went and all of that. And so, and actually, she, I think that she likes still riding with me to school because she could do stuff in the back, like finish, you know, whatever she would study for the, the vocab quiz or something that's coming up, but I enjoy that time too, so I can relate to that. 
Anything else, Sharon, about uh, just the boarding experience for? Well, for us, quite honestly, Corey spends a lot of time here. Yeah. Um, sports takes up a big part of his time, but he's he gets along very well with the, the boarders. And so I remember freshman year, as the boarders were running back into their dorm, he was running to the car. <laughs> so they were here trying to make that curfew time yes. frame. Yeah. Um, so. He, you can really tell a difference. Right. I mean, he's made friends with day students and boarders, mm -hmm. so he's really included. Mm -hmm. So there's a sense of inclusion. So right. it's it's been a very good experience. Right. Yeah. You know, I would say, you know, again, having moving here, and, and one probably our biggest concern was, were my kids going to be townies, and was it going to be a sure. different experience? Yes. Uh -huh. And in fact, again, I would agree with both of them. It is absolutely their Luma students. Mm -hmm. There's no difference in Anna's friends who are boarders mm -hmm. or day students. I'll have five girls over sleeping over on Saturday. Three are boarders, two are day mm -hmm. students. Um, you know, their friend group is completely fluid. I think, though, what's neat for Anna is she has got some friends who have incredible backgrounds. I mean, one of her best friends is... Um, you know, lives in the D.C. area, but has lived all over the world mm -hmm. and ended up spending her junior year in Jordan. Mm -hmm. um, and then the two of them are spending the summer together in France. Wow. So, I mean, she's also, Anna's frequently getting to go on some pretty neat adventures because her boarding friends have right. invited her to their homes or um, on vacation with right. them. So I do feel like her her world has been opened up more mm -hmm. by having these friends with a lot of varied backgrounds. I mean, just in freshman year, Anna got to be friends with someone from Thailand. And again, mm -hmm. you know, this wonderful young man is, you know, it, it's brought such a different perspective to right. her. I mean, she might have had more of a European-centric, yep. but to really have fr true friends from Asia and understanding mm -hmm. their experience, mm -hmm. I think that worldview that our kids are experiencing, it's just hard to get anywhere but in a, in a boarding yes. school. Yes, right. It, it's, it's all of the great benefits, right, of being able to be sitting around a table or it, whether it's in a classroom or in the dining hall to, to be able to connect with all different types of kids from all over. Well, you know? You know, interestingly enough, it even shows up in the classrooms. I know um, in Anna's um, calculus class, they were talking about how to solve a problem, but then they started talking about how you would solve it differently from the Hong Kong method mm. than the U.S. method. Mm -hmm. And the teacher really explaining to the kids, there's not a single formula, and I'm going to teach you all of these different methods, mm -hmm. and the idea is to come bring it together in the end. And again, that would have never happened at our old right. independent school, that you'd have different methods being discussed. Right, right, exactly. Does anybody have a particular example that we might be able to share about something that uh, where your child has really pushed themselves out of their, out of what you would have seen as their comfort zone in the past? Well, getting back to what Betsy said, um, comfort zone, Corey uh, had the opportunity this past summer uh, to go overseas with one of his classmates mm -hmm. who's a boarder. I would have never imagined my ninth grader going to Europe with a friend, <laughs> with another 14-year-old, you know. But it was just that willingness, the growth, the maturity, and just knowing that there were confidence to send two young men, no parents involved, to go to Salamanca. Wow. And to take a course while they're studying with college students. Wow. 
and to know that they will make good choices. Right. So um, I don't think that he would have gotten that in the places that we were thinking about before. Right. The option, you know, so right. that has allowed us to, for him to broaden his horizon, to be in a diverse setting, and to just get um, a more worldwide education. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. And that's not even something formal, right? right? That's something that, you know, and is that something that came about? Did he propose this to you? And how did you? The friends were talking. Okay. And they said they would like to do this. And at first I said, I have to think about this. Right. <laughs> um, and then I spoke with the other student's parent, and I mm. met the student, and I said, this young man is grounded yeah. as well. Um, but he had experience because he lived okay. overseas. Okay. Um, Corey had never been, like, overseas. Right. had never been to Europe right. before. So, um, so the two students discussed it, and again, talking about that friendship. Um, and it wasn't school-sponsored, mm-hmm. but we were looking forward to school-sponsored trips. So mm-hmm. they went to University of Salamanca and studied Spanish. And then they went off to England for a week. Wow. Just the two e-boys alone. Wow, that's amazing. Yes. So that was impressive. We need to we need to hook them up with Ignacio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. my, my, my experience also involved uh, Corey, but in a different sense. So, oh. so Ignacio looks up to Corey because he he's the, one of the freshmen in the JV team. But making the JV soccer team was quite the test. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of kids try out. Yes. Uh, and Ignacio thought he was good at soccer, but then he showed up at the first very first tryout and he said, "Okay, this is going to be very difficult." Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, I, I guess what, what surprised me was he took it upon himself to make that team mm-hmm. come hell or high water. Mm-hmm. So this guy was act, up in the morning working out, wow. and then he'd come back home and mm-hmm. keep working out. And I guess he had talked to Corey over the summer because Corey had been his tour guide or something. And so he knew that this was going to happen okay. and actually out of his own volition said, okay, well, I need like a week with a soccer coach. And so he set up this this the program with some buddies of his to, to get get uh, get coached. Again, just wow. something that I, I, I found tremendously surprising because I didn't think he cared about it that much uh, but uh, but yeah I guess it's, it's it, it all comes back to that kind of that sense of ownership mm-hmm. uh, I guess the downside of it is when he felt that it was going to be tougher and mm-hmm. it actually came, uh, became clear that he might not make the team mm-hmm. what he struggled with was okay if I had stayed back at my old school I would have probably made varsity sure so yeah. why did I do this in the first place right. and that's why I think having that sense of ownership in the process is important because mm-hmm. what we fell back on was okay. Yeah, remember you're at a place where you're going to grow, mm-hmm. but you're going to grow because you're challenged. Mm-hmm. And so this, what you're feeling now, is the challenge. Mm-hmm. But out of the challenge come growth opportunities. And so kind of looking back on it, you can actually see the full spectrum of okay. Yeah, you're not going to be growing more unless you are challenged more. And when you're challenged more, it's going to be painful in the moment. Right. That sounds like an outstanding parenting moment. <laughs> Can you come talk to my kids sometime? Maybe they'll listen to you. Well, I don't know how much you listen to me. but <laughs> my, I say growth mindset and my kids give the eye roll. They're like, here oh, we yeah. go again. <laughs> That's right. I would say, you know, similar, and we've just talked about sports and travel. You know, for my daughter, Anna, she had been doing theater since mm-hmm. she was a young child. Mm-hmm. But when she got to Loomis, you know, the very first um, – audition that she would have was for Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that is not only are you memorizing all of these lines in Old English, I mean, this, you know, the plays are, 
can be somewhat obscure. And mm-hmm. the fact that my daughter has gone all in on Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. I mean, she she actually, you know, those are those are her plays here. That's what yeah. she spends her time doing. And it's so interesting right now, her English class is doing Hamlet. And she's actually, I mean, memorizing lines of Hamlet, just like she would do yeah. if she was an actor in the right, play. And right. I think opening up, you know, a, you know, 17, but at the time, 14-year-old girl right. to, to love Shakespeare right. is just something that I think the repetition of mm-hmm. Loomis doing Shakespeare is terrific, but, mm-hmm. you know, just a huge growth moment to learn how to not love being, you know, in Legally Blonde right. or, you know, something like <laughs> right, that, right. but to love being, you know, Lady Macduff yes. is just a completely different yes. mindset. And um, sophomore year in the Shakespeare play, she had to play a man, mm-hmm. and 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 for you know a sixteen year old girl, girl to recognize she's going to play a boy, yes. you know, a huge growth moment yes. for her. Yes. Um, and so again, I just I love the opportunities right. opportunities that have presented to them, and right. you know, and being around. I mean, I would say Anna's probably in sort of the theater crowd mm-hmm. here, and the support that they give each other is just mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, and and you know the whole idea of the unexpected surprise, right? That you can be somebody who identifies as somebody in the theater, but that doesn't, but that doesn't mean that there's not so many growth opportunities within that that you don't even anticipate, right? right? So I guess just as we wrap up, then I'd love to hear some thoughts from you about just advice for families going through this process for the first time, and what you learned um, about going through it as a parent. Um, and I, you know, I love how we all started with the idea of fit, and it sounds like definitely, uh, you know, the students had a big role in choosing where they were going to go to school. But I guess. Uh, just advice for parents as they're trying to navigate this process themselves. I'm happy to start. You know, yeah. one of the things that has been such a huge factor with our family about Loomis that I don't think we really looked at before is the Loomis schedule where there are not classes on Saturday, mm-hmm. where there are half days on Wednesdays, mm-hmm. where there's a sleep-in on Thursday, mm-hmm. and when your child doesn't have a first or second period class, they can come onto campus mm-hmm. later in the day. I mean, that has transformed our lives from when my kids were at a previous independent school where it was the same eight classes, mm-hmm. Eight each day of the week, school started the exact same time. The flexibility here is much more like a college experience. And it's, I mean, my, my kids are well-rested. Yeah. And I think that has really made a difference. And again, we talked about logistics. I absolutely think culture and culture fit is huge. And, and your family needs to come here and say, this feels right. But when you're thinking about teenagers and the need for sleep and the need for flexibility and schedules, this place, this place has done it right. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely, there's not a single thing I would change about that. Wow. It, it, it really helped us to have him have a sense of ownership of the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, that's, that's, easier in hindsight to say but I was going to say was that hard Yeah I think during during the process itself like yep. letting go was a little bit difficult yep. um but um but but it ended up in a place where as we had some of the difficult conversations in in the fall when stuff wasn't going his way it mm-hmm. just made those conversations a lot easier um, and then the, the other thing that I think is 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 important is just the value of the parent networks that exist in the different towns. And so uh, I you know, wholeheartedly encourage folks to uh, 
reach out and, and get to know some of the other parents. Um, you know, from a very basic perspective, it makes carpooling a lot easier. Mm -hmm. From a more uh, philosophical perspective, we're all going through the same thing, mm -hmm. and, uh, and 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 folks are really open and willing to share their experience and 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 their advice. Mm -hmm. um, and they're a fantastic resource that exists uh, you know, largely untapped until you decide to tap it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, and LCPA is one way for Correct. that to happen with the Parents Association. I think. Uh, the Parents Association meets monthly, and that's a great opportunity on Saturday mornings for people to come and connect that way, too. Right. I would definitely agree with both of you. Um, I would think initially, like I said, we started, it was initially my dream, but ultimately the student has to buy in. So I would agree with you on that part. I also would say get on campus, getting on campus and getting a real feel mm -hmm. of what the school has to offer. Um, you could read the brochures and you could look online and all that good stuff. But getting here and actually meeting people, I think that was so important. Like I said, make, make no mistake about it, this was Corey's dream school. And thank goodness it happened. But we visited other schools, but it just it felt right here. When we met different individuals, we just knew that there was a connection. They naturally cared about him. And we knew that he would be in a place where he, he would be supported. And that was very important for us. And he would grow. And you told me, um, I hope you don't mind that I'm mentioning no. this, but what Corey had told you, I think it was a little while ago. Oh, oh I'll be glad to share. So freshman year, we we're driving home. Unfortunately, we don't have the long commute, as Carlos, <laughs> I'm envious of that. <laughs> As we're driving home on a fall day, he said to me, he said, Mom, this is the best thing that's happened to me. Uh -oh. He said, Loomis is the best thing that's happened to me. And I could tell you that I really believe so. I know so. I'm confident. I could tell you that Loomis is preparing Corey for post-secondary education, but it's more than that. It's preparing him for adulthood. Mm -hmm. It's preparing him to be a great citizen. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful. I am extremely grateful, and I hope you don't mind me saying this. I said um, the decision should be easy <laughs> for parents because Loomis yeah. is a phenomenal place, <laughs> I, and I must say that it's really a phenomenal place. Thank you. Well, I think that that uh, is a great way to wrap up. So thank you so much. I'm so grateful for the three of you coming in today and taking time out of your busy days to talk to us and to share your experiences on the podcast. So this has been Genuine Admissions, and thank you for listening.